pals. Hello. Hey, pals. Afternoon all. Nice to see you, Marcus Lewis Hensley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you're, of course, Thomas Max Lewis. Thomas Max Lewis, yes. <laughs> it's a weird tradition in our family. We pass on our middle names as surnames. C. And you're, of Lewis. course, Francis uh, Rudiger Kerr. Correct. <laughs> and, of course, Rudiger. Christopher Jeffrey... Uh, Christopher Lionheart Vernon uh, Richard is my middle name Hell yeah, Richard's short for dick But he hasn't got a short dick Here we are, <laughs> welcome to the podcast Throwing the Pow, the podcast where we talk about movies And um, I don't know if you know this But I love films And everyone else in the room hates the films it And their seems job seems to be that way <laughs> That tracks, <laughs> yeah, tracks. <laughs> I do love to give a big score They try and knock me off my perch <laughs> Knock me off the pedestal Bring, bring my ego down to earth. <laughs> you're, you're a lover, yeah. not a fighter. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that about you, Ben. Big time, big time. Um, and today we're talking about Shrek. Holy shit. Ever heard of it? No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we rate these films out of 11. Um, is there a reason? There's a reason for this. Oh, one. he's got one today. Okay. Here we go. And the reason is yeah. <laughs> The one Classic song not in the soundtrack of this movie. Hooberstank <laughs> <laughs> got left out. Why did it happen? I'm not a perfect no, stop. <laughs> stop. We're cutting. Okay. I mean, you sound great, but no. Okay. I, 11. I don't want to get too intense here. We've had a pretty great fan base so far. Everyone's been very supportive. Mm-hmm. What happens, unfortunately, once you grow to a certain uh, proportion is you do end up getting threats on your life, unfortunately. That just happens, mm-hmm. factually. Naturally. It's going to start happening. We're going to get at least this. 11. This movie's a 5.6 for me. Whoa. That's not what we asked Wait, you. yeah, that was that was The death misleading. threats. We're going to get 11 death threats for me saying You that. think oh. Shrek is a 5.6? This movie's a 5.6. Which 5. is, 6. in your opinion, 0.01. Oh, it's literally it's literally over the hump. Literally. Just about halfway. Yeah, another baseball reference that. which I'm sure you're familiar with. That was a swing and a miss. I don't think so. It was a strike at a ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, five point what? A five point six. Five point okay. six. And just well for the rest of the room, can we shout out your name if you like this movie? Frank Marcus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's Tom against the world. No, well, you guys you didn't like- have to shout in my face like that. that now, for the record, rude. this was tricky for me because I nearly gave it a low score. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. We'll talk about it. Okay, well, give me a number. No. It- <laughs> I nearly gave it a two, but I'm actually going <laughs> to give it a yeah. nearly- Guys, here's what almost happened. No, no, no. We'll get to it. No, Let's no, no. move on. <laughs> I nearly gave it a 5.4. Wow, wow, wow. And I've given it. An 8.1. Wah, wah, wah. No, okay. Where's the logic? Because I thought about it. I really... <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't using my brain and then I used my brain. 8.1. Moving on. Chris? Uh, let's go at 9. Yeah. Good stuff. And I'm going to go, look, just to keep it going, 9.9. Yay! 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 You're going to get yourself a kiss if you keep acting that way, Frank. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> You got it. Let's just for the listener. Frank's grumpy today. Frank's real. Frank's grumpy. Tom's trying Frank. to cheer me up, and uh, Shrek's going to do that. Shrek's going to really cheer me up. I'm really happy that <laughs> we're here talking about it's a, it. It's not a good movie. So. Can we talk about um, Andrew and Vicky, who directed this film? Andrew Addison and Vicky Jensen. Andrew Adamson, who is I mean, no uh, one a Kiwi. Hi, bro. Oh, How about that? Hey. Vicky Jensen, who's a, a I've heard of them. American a, uh, lemon. Andrew no. Adamson. 
Are we doing like fruits? Uh, we Do we want to talk about the directors of this movie who are, I will very politely say, fairly anonymous before we get into- 100%. When I looked it up, I was like, <laughs> wait. So Shrek, 2001. Yes. I think you could ask great people, film. who were the voice actors? When did this come out? Who what were the characters? Color, what what color is Shrek? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Sounds like blue. the couple that your auntie and uncle went caravanning with. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. And that was a <laughs> so lovely <laughs> trip. Is your that auntie uncle for like swinging? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tom's parents. Oh, Lynn, how's she doing? How Fine, is she she's doing? She's caravanning right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn is accidentally in love. Oh, oh. Good That's stuff. good. That's good stuff. Okay, so we'll talk about, I guess, what? The voice cast then? Is that what you're saying? You don't talk I'm about the I'm not saying directors. we shouldn't talk about the directors. You're saying they're It's an irrelevant. interesting story to see how they ended up co-directing a movie that ended up defining a lot of the last 21st sure. century. Make it interesting. Okay. Uh, Try your best, Thomas. Uh, Vicky was originally working as a storyboard, I think a storyboard artist and like a story uh, sort of collaborator with this while uh, Andrew Adamson was working more hands-on. And then a man by the name of ooh, Jesse Albury, James Albury, I, I can't quite remember his name, but he was originally going to be directing this and he went on to make Spirit, uh, the, the horse one, the horse movie which is also a DreamWorks animated film. We're going to talk about DreamWorks soon Prequel as well. Prequel to BoJack Horseman. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy how he went off mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. rails after that movie. <laughs> uh, uh, and so this then turned into Vicky and Andrew directing it together and uh, they basically said they cut it in half. They went, I'm going to take half this movie, you take the other half. We, we've got a very big production team behind this. It's very cutting-edge CGI and special effects, so we want the team to know who they're going to for which parts, whether it is certain like set pieces of the movie or whether it's like certain directorial elements or whatever, mise-en-scene, all that sort of stuff. So it kind of turned into a weird joint production that feels, for a movie that I don't like very much, pretty seamless like it doesn't feel like it's being tugged in two different authorial directions i don't think but yeah. no that's interesting that you said that because i yeah you i've heard that but I, you can't pick it i don't think so i don't Where think do there's they a moment it? you go like at 55 oh, minutes I, 55 minutes whether they just went like oh this is like halfway through or whether they went you take this set you take this set or this scene and this set piece whatever but like it's it's interesting and yeah we've got a Maybe Jeez. maybe Andrew was directing the swamp scenes and then he goes, Mayhaps. Give me back my swamp. No. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for Frank to that's start on the accents. No, 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 no. That's not a bad Cameron Diaz. Okay. Like, you don't need to. <laughs> I was going for Donkey. Oh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> okay. So, those are the directors. Uh, so, Tom, stuff. the question then is yeah. why? So, why? she says, What's the problem, baby? <laughs> oh, Which, that's you really line. love the Counting Crows, don't you? You're really into them. It's a wild soundtrack. <laughs> she says, what's the problem, They're just desperate to sing this app, I think. Honestly, I feel desperate. like we should just let I think we'll this music movie <laughs> made the world desperate to sing and we listen. This is a, the soundtrack is, is really important here. Um, I think so. But we'll come back to that. We will. We'll come back to that. Talking yeah. about it, uh, not singing it. Well, I'm just I'm just warming up. Yeah. I'm just getting ready. <laughs> Marcus, I don't know if you know this, but I heard there was a secret chord. <laughs> that wasn't great. That's not great. Chris liked it. Do you want to talk? Does, does anyone <laughs> want to talk about Jeffrey Katzenberg? Yeah, I do. Yes, who's a I producer of this film, but also used to be Disney. Yeah, we can get left the four Disney. Big dogs. Was one of the four hot dogs. We're getting um, into this pretty early on, but like, there's just a little like uneven bit of flaw here. I'm just gonna go ahead and see what's. A- oh my god! Sorry, guys. I left it. Wait, bring me. Is Shrek tap? 
<laughs> can I come? Can I? Come it in? is Shrek time. Everyone's coming down to the pantry. Come oh, on down, Marcus. Down. Oh, Marcus, you're to, still in here from last time, where we, time. Where we left you for dead. <laughs> um, we are in the butler's pantry. Jeffrey Katzenberg was originally hired as a uh, sort of executive producer and creative director at Disney under Michael Eisner. Wait, but Shrek's not Disney. Shrek's not Disney. What's that? <gasps> so oh, it's Scooby Doo to the rescue, and then he he's at there. And he sort of like ushers in, not single-handedly, but in a way where he ends up taking a lot of the credit for the revitalization of uh, Disney animated features in the late 80s, early 90s, right? The renaissance, as they call it. The renaissance. We know that in the- I do love France. Yeah, well, you should go there every day. So we had a back- And Renee's sans, apparently, whoever Renee is. Yeah, excuse me, Renee, bless you. (laughs) So um, back in the obviously- you know, early 20th century, Disney was at the cornerstone of making these big animated films that defined the genre, whether it was like Snow White, whatever, 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 Pinocchio. And then in the 80s, I don't know, do you guys remember um, The Brave Little Toaster? No? Shocking. I, or like, you do? I do. but Really? I, Did you I've, watch it? No, but I've done the research on this. Okay, but that's the sort of movie. And like The Rescue yes. is Down Under and The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, but movies, there are a lot of films that just didn't hit commercially. Existed, or but who gives a shit, right? Oh. Hang on. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. They were very good films. You're right. Sending a lot of toaster fans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, some, hang on. There's some strudels in the room right <laughs> what now. What toasties <laughs> are up in arms. <laughs> what you've effectively just said is... No one heard about it, therefore it's shit. Okay. That's back, back wrong. Up. You we know that's, that's wrong. We know that in the, the movie- Great Mouse Detective and- Amazing. The Rescuers- Yes, amazing. And the Brave Little Toaster <laughs> yep. are not quite on the same level maybe as Cinderella. I'm Tom not going to lie. White. I've never heard of any of these. No. And if you say Toaster, I'm no, thinking no, no. Battlestar Galactica. Like, <laughs> Look, I don't talk- know talking what's about going on. I'm not going to stand here and defend those, but watch them. Before and also yeah. let's let's keep Smash moving. Let's keep this moving very quickly. The butler's pantry is closing. This is how it works now. It's set to I a just timer. Come in. So no, you got to. It's, uh, an, wait. it's an Indiana Jones type trap. Yes, it is. We have forty-five seconds. We and don't have we're- one. A Little Mermaid's eighty-nine, and then everything picks up, and it's like a ladder. Jesus, and all this hurry up, no, hurry up! This part of it. Jeffrey Katzenberg like spearheads a lot of those movies, and then in ninety-four, uh, a guy dies in a helicopter crash. Sadly, who was like the second in charge at Disney, and Michael Eisner's like, oh, "I'm not gonna like promote you, Katzenberg," and he's like, "Why? What the fuck?" And he's like, "I don't like you anymore." Fires him. Katzenberg gets very acrimonious. He like sues Eisner for all this money, and then he and David Geffen and Steven Spielberg in ninety-four. Establish DreamWorks. Of course. And that is yes. the now, SKG. The SKG. DreamWorks. And then Thomas. Yeah. There was a short version of that story. Wanna bet? Butler's can- <laughs> Butler's Pantry is closing. <laughs> I don't I, I didn't want to hear it. I wanted I wanted the longer. Thank you very much. Well, that's because we're at the top of the stairs, Marcus. You're at the bottom I of the liked, pantry stairs. I would have liked a you know a mid-sized version. <laughs> okay. Well, next time we'll get into it. Anyway. Eisner didn't promote Katzenberg. Katzenberg went, fuck you. He's very bitter. They yeah. start making Marcus all these movies. Marcus just gave you the succinct Tom version. Well, here's what I'll do. Nice. And I'll, I'll like segue to Marcus talking about dual films that get made at the same time sure. that go, fuck you, to the other company. You're going to test me out. Yeah, well, <laughs> you were talking about it earlier. I'm like, what's an example of that from DreamWorks uh, versus you're Pixar? You're going to catch me off guard here. I think it started with A Bug's Life and Ants. You're absolutely right. Thank God. Which yeah. is the Woody Allen versus <laughs> yeah. who knows. Came out I'm going to say four months apart. Just 
barely before. Like, like yeah, Ants yeah, comes out. Was, we don't need so. that sort of detail. Sure. No, no, no. But, but it's like, important to know that they It was a Wednesday. Kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they came out the same year. It's all you need to know. Uh, American good on a Wednesday. <laughs> so essentially DreamWorks is beating Pixar to the punch because Katzenberg was in on a lot of these meetings and knows what's going on. And then, so then three years later after Bugs Life and Ants, hmm. There's Shrek that comes out hmm. right at the same time as what big Pixar movie this year that I grew up with. I'm not sure about you guys. This year? Bit younger, in 2001. Oh. Mon- uh, Pixar Inc. Like, oh, right. And so we're talking about like big scary characters that are actually sympathetic and that's have not, a nice. That's not the same. That's there's, not that's not Bugs Life versus Ants. It's Shrek. not the same, but there's a degree to which these movies were rivals. No, no, no. <sighs> sure. Three they came out in the same year. They have to. Who's going to get the most money? It's not the Illusionist versus the Prestige. I agree. It's not with the that. same phenomenon. I agree with that, but there is this narrative that still exists. Like it's just, hard to look at like a photo of Shrek and John Sully from Monsters Inc. and not go, yeah, they were trying to do something here, even if it was not intentional. It just one's lines fluffy. Up. Like blue and Oh, purple. they're a different colour. Fuck me, sorry. And the first... Yeah, you know what? You're wrong. <laughs> that was me. The first... <laughs> was it the Oscar for animated feature? It did. It was in- invented for this? It was invented in 2001, which ostensibly was just a way for the Oscars to go, look, Pixar seems like a big thing in Disney. We should make it. Then Shrek wins. And they're like, oh, fuck. Don't worry. It's your year next year, Disney. And then Spirited Away wins the next year. And Disney's like, what the fuck? Why can't we win an Oscar? They'll get there. Very that's funny. funny. Very funny. Uh, so that's my So Shrek and Monsters Inc. are very different films. So I'm glad we're talking about Shrek. But, of course, Katzenberg's feud pulls through in Shrek because... Initially, the whole concept of the film is to pick apart and shred the fairy tale concept. Yes. Shrek the fairy tale concept. Oh, Shrek the hell out of it. He shrek it up. Shrek it up. Shrek it up. <laughs> um, Which I think is wonderfully done in the way that you're watching the film and you think, like, he, he's reading the storybook to begin with, and then he wipes his ass with it. It's like a little on the nose. But it's it's great because it's a nice metaphor. It is. It's simple. It yeah. works. It, for kids, it works. For us, it works. You go, like that will ever happen. <laughs> Flush. I, I expected Chris almost, and we're not we're not vastly different in terms of age. But I, I expected Chris to roll through and not love this film, and I expected mm-hmm. Tom to not like this film, and I knew that Frank and I would. And I thought there was that like sweet spot of childhood where. We were, what are we, like grade six? You guys are, you guys are 10 when this comes out, 10 or 11. Like yeah, 2001. I was 12. I made it I think so. it was like that, it was at a high point of like grade six intelligence where we could like get some of the jokes <laughs> and like it was yeah. great. There is a lot of like innuendo and fart jokes and relies a lot on any great Any great way. kids film will have jokes for the kids, jokes for the adults, but yeah, which, is why it, which is why it lingers and stays relevant. Absolutely. Agree to disagree. And now it's become a film that has, I think, transcended Time, generations, and it's also now in internet and meme culture, which means it's going to live forever because go, the, the internet never dies. <laughs> God. Two, 2001, did you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is this yeah. is grade 10 for me. Um, which I think what? is a, it's a, that's a weird point, I think, as a grade 10 to watch this for the first time. And it, it puts it in a wonderful spot for me personally. Sure. Um, I went to, shout out to any Bernie High School alum. Shout out Bernie High. Um, 90% of our listenership, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all it's the just Chris's footy players out there. And that's for you. Uh, Chris was head boy. <laughs> I wasn't and I was fucking pissed off about it. Should have been, um, sorry, should have been. Because my brother was been. and I saw it as a rite of passage. Um, uh, Bernie, uh, Bernie High under the stewardship of Ben Laurie. Uh, shout out to Ben. Um, he was the head of the drama department. 
every two years they would do a theatre production, a musical. Um, I did it in grade eight and then I was the lead in grade ten. Woof. Humble break. Humble break. Every, <laughs> every um, two years? Every two years. Okay. Every two they didn't years. have enough money. Like, this is no, a very forgot. small town. Again, my, my brother was the lead, so I saw it as a rite of passage. Okay. Um, Can you sing us a number from the show? From Zombied? No, I can't. I saw Zombied. <laughs> Sorry, Somebody! <laughs> but Shrek is the perfect high school musical that gets performed in that way. Yeah. It's it's got a cast of thousands, so you can get whatever kid that's fucking interested, get them in a costume, get them on stage, get them doing something. It's got a love story in it. It's just this it's, wonderful sweet spot. It's got every it's got everything you can need. And also sidebar we'll just quickly talk about there is a Broadway musical of Shrek. And it oh, is shit. it is oh, hard did not hilarious. Know that. God, it is good. It is so good. When it circles back, we'll go. Do you remember what oh, year right. it started? Yeah. The Broadway musical? No. No, I have no idea either. I, I I've only, was- I'm not I mean it came here, but I didn't see it. Okay. Um I did know this happened, but I couldn't. I imagine it was the early 2010s, but I'm really not sure it when it been, actually yeah. took off. Let's say 2011. Okay, interesting. I thought there was an undying love for this film. And so when I obviously did some research and looked into literally Googling what is wrong with Shrek. You found a lot? Found a lot. Yeah. A surprising amount. And But in saying that, with IMDb especially, the reviews on there, I started reading through them. I filtered it by worst to highest. And the one stars, all they could say was, you sh- this is disgusting. You should never show your kids this. The jokes are too adult. And I was like, no, yeah, I don't agree with that. Because, silly. of course, you're writing jokes for adults. Like you've got to appeal to a broader audience because, of course, these adults are getting dragged across to a kid's film. That yeah. goes back to the high school musical. You 100%. need You need jokes that the adults will get yeah, the because parents. they're the parents that have been fucking going, right, yeah, actually. my kid's in the fucking play. I've got to go and see the play. Language. Now, I would say that Shrek 2... <laughs> It's it's predecessor predecessor. I've got Pre- that wrong. Predecessor. 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 Predecessor was far better, and for the reason. Wait, Shrek two. Oh, Shrek two was far better because I think in terms of the the way that they upgraded, so like the background, the CGI, um, the story, whereas the first one. But is that? It, but is that? They get more money because the first one's successful. No, no, like, no, no, of course. That's all that is. Yeah. But the first one to me was very much like set pieces. You had like two or three characters in a scene of like a, a very still background. Yes. And that's kind of all you get. So like of course. But it is and it's also it's breaking new ground in the animation, like it did. Ogre, ogre skin, the mud, all this all the stuff is that was never that's never been done before. Mm. So a lot of the I mean, I get it, because it, you look at it now and you go it is a little simple in the animation and the quality, True. but you, again, you have to go through. Well, this was two thousand and one, so yeah, they did a pretty good job. Rewatching it, I was like, wow, all those characters were there. Like you know, Pinocchio, for example. Yeah, it's like he has like two lines in this I'm entire not, I'm, film. I'm a real boy. But then you think about the trilogy, and you think he becomes wonderful it's and huge man. in all yeah. of this. Yes, yeah. it's a thong. You know, <laughs> that's where you end up. But yeah. it starts with like two lines in yes. the first film. It's like, yeah, some wonderful seeds and on, planted here. On, on the Broadway musical, Pinocchio has this 
I mean, the, all the cast of characters have this big song, but Pinocchio is like this. It's played by a male, but it's a full falsetto soprano part. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know how it goes, but it's like you so. You know how it goes. I don't know how it goes, but it's so high and it's 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 laughable because it just regardless of what he's doing, the notes he's hitting are astronomical. Mm. And it's like it's just a little... Niche character in the sh- in the first movie, but mm. now because everyone loves Pinocchio and that character, he's like third supporting in the mm. Broadway musical. It's funny. Okay. Uh, that's all I have. So, Tom. Yeah, I think I will give a synopsis. No, all that's right. fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> the movie Shrek is about an ogre who lives in a swamp, and uh, he is accosted by many a fairy tale character due to uh, the encroaching rule of Lord Farquaad, who is either enslaving them or kicking them out of their habitats. And one day, this ogre, Shrek, comes across a new uh, best friend that is foisted upon him, who is, give me one sec, sorry, is um, played by, yep, here is, uh, Frank Kerr plays the donkey in this movie. <laughs> it's Edward, crazy. Edward oh, Murphy. Oh, never oh, heard of him. Just um, insane. Was that, was that the setup? You were in Spaceship Troopers. That's the name of the movie. And <laughs> Shrek within four years of each other. I don't know what it is. I've been in a lot of movies that we've talked about, apparently. I don't know I, what it is, but you and Jake Busey and you and Eddie Murphy I'm is a donkey. starting to think about every film we talk about, you talk about a character that is like, oh, it's Frank. Well, well, yeah. We, we, we did Lydia Tarr last week. Yeah. <laughs> means- I can't feel my toes. I don't <laughs> have any toes. We're learning I need about a hug. your obsession with Frank. Well, here's the thing. We used to do a bit in that we used to do a bit in the pod where it's like in this movie, who would you play? And Tom's just done that and recast and be like, well, who would Frank be? Who's Frank in this film? <laughs> Tell That's me what. out of us, Frank wouldn't be the donkey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the pregnant pause. Give me of- time. Okay. No, no, no. no. Hey, Thomas, you're the one who never stops talking. Yeah, but I'm not as funny or interesting as you. Correct. Almost, oh. almost, almost a decade previous, we had Robin Williams as the genie in Aladdin. Yes. And that gave Eddie Murphy free reign mm, with this film to just, just. Fucking go for it. Yeah, Just that do is, whatever That is so you true. B, B, PG, what is it, G, PG rated? It's like PG. Yeah, PG, PG rated Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. filtered. Hot take. Oh, I'm sure there was a lot they had to be like, no, <laughs> yes. let's stop. go back, let's Eddie go back. Stop. And then I was fucking balls deep in fucking <laughs> scary spice. Oh. Whoa, Eddie, whoa. whoa. That's still five years away, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, oh. you can't call her the boulder. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hot oh, take. I fuck dragons. I don't. Whoa. I don't like Eddie Murphy in this movie. I don't find him very funny. That's oh, my hot take. What? This of is, all the things you came forward with, I find Donkey to be, and maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's what happened with this movie culturally. Kind of one uh, oversaturated. I know every single line of his to the degree that it, it is pulverizingly frustrating. That's not his fault. I get, I started with maybe this isn't his fault, but No, then- no, no, but it's not his fault. Oh, okay. I'm a stallion baby. Here's here's how much <laughs> I find his character really difficult in this movie. Every line he said that I didn't have in my bones was a treat. And there were certain lines I watched this with Kathy the other night where I was like, I went, "Huh." I didn't know that one <laughs> and it made me laugh, which again, I am aware of going like, okay, well, put yourself in the fresh perspective of then. Yeah, okay, but there's just a lot of Eddie in this. I'll tell you the few times he made me laugh in this. And ca- again, Kath said, 
that's like an iconic line. And I was like, well, I didn't know it. I didn't know that boulder. That is a nice boulder. Are you fucking <laughs> didn't serious? Didn't know that line. I just hadn't, referenced it. Hadn't heard it before, and you said it then. Didn't know, um, uh, I'm a donkey on the edge. Like hadn't heard that either <laughs> when he's like on top of the dragon when he Peaking. rides it in at the no, end. No, okay. Yeah. Then what do you think is the most quotable the Literally, literally, Chris has done one, but yeah, one of them yeah. is like, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Like, there's that <laughs> yes. stuff. And yeah. then it's like, oh, can't feel my toes. I don't have any toes. I think I need a hug. Oh, this would be so much easier if I wasn't colorblind. You know? Uh, oh, Shrek, I- did you just do that? Oh, my mouth was open and everything. Like, every single thing he does in this movie, virtually Blue word for word, red I go like, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't, I'll stick with you. I'm I, just like, okay, I know no, 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 everything okay. he says in this movie. What, what, what you're saying is valid, but I don't think that his lines are meant to be necessarily piss yourself funny. I think that he's meant to be super endearing. I think that the funniest moments in Shrek to me are the are the moments that aren't voiced. As the me, character Donkey has like some really Not necessarily nice... Donkey. You, you're very okay. fixated on Donkey being uh, the You're obsessed with Donkey. What's film, going on? Which I think is I've wrong. I've been talking about him. That's true. Go on. Uh, I'm going to quote it loosely, but I don't even know the quote. But like, there's a moment where Farquaad uh, mm-hmm. is talking to the, the magic mirror, right? And he's and the mirror tells him that, well, actually, no. You're not a, you're not a king. You're actually. not a king. And then he looks at his henchman and says, whatever his name, what's his name? It, it's he, looks his, at, he says, henchman, and he smashes the mirror. He just punches the mirror. Oh, oh, oh well, you, you're Little not a king yet. Like that. I like could that. Be a king. That's funny. That's right. And so, so the film to me is just bits and moments all the way through and it's like it's relentless. It just it's, keeps going. There is comedy throughout and every char- I think every character gets a fair – uh, lay of the land in terms of the opportunity to be funny. Like Farquaad Truly. is speaking to the mirror again when he's in his bed. He's picked Fiona <laughs> and everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows where I'm going with this scene. Show it to me again. Show it to me again. Oh, Fiona. And he goes and he- And he's bare-chested. He's bare-chested. Isn't that crazy? And he has his, and he has his little <laughs> blanket Yeah. and then they show- Looking like Joey Philpott. Shout out to Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Joey today, but that's not important. I'll hopefully book him a job. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, take your clothes off. Joey Snow. Um, he's wearing, he's got his little doona and he sees a picture of Fiona. Anyway, he gets excited and the animators definitely put an erection in for Lord Farquaad and then he gets bashful and he pulls the doona up. I made Lucy watch it three times. I was like, tell me there's a dick there. And she <laughs> was right. like, hold on, what? That I seems mean, like something you have to ask Lucy a lot. No, I, I, stood, <laughs> to I stood quote, next to quote Frank from a previous don't, episode. Don't. Let's keep the lights on <laughs> and just, just get, get through this. this. Now tell me there's a dick there. Tell oh, me. Boy, my did you dig my a hole there. I've never noticed that, really. Yeah, yeah go back and watch Genuinely? it. Yeah, yeah, he okay. gets excited. He goes, "Ooh, that's very, and it's, that's interesting." It's all over the that's internet. internet lore that he but gets an erection in that moment. Oh, I've never heard that. The, one. In, weird, the, yeah. the movie that exists in real time is very different to the movie that exists on the internet. That's the act- internet and the meme culture and everything that is now around Shrek is is far gone from what the actual movie is and I feel like you're a victim of that I think that's really well put and I don't actually disagree I think that there's something that happened to this movie I guess at the end of the episode see you later guys (laughs) through in the past there's something about this movie that got corrupted by the internet that I found it pretty difficult to escape but here's the biggest reason why 
Sorted cinemas, sorted cinemas, sorted cinemas. I'm asking no, everyone. Wrong. No, no sorted camp, sorted Christian camp. And then, well, that seems like I've got a, a story. That's for this a too. bag of worms that we're just going <laughs> to leave closed. That's yeah. the opposite of a butler's pantry. A we're going to go ahead. Worms. A bag of worms. They come in a bag now. Anyway, but we'll talk about that. Did you guys watch it quite frequently when yes. you were young? Would this oh, be a constantly? Movie? Constantly. Can I, can I tell you my story? Yeah. No, okay. we'll circle back. Oh, how, lo- okay. how long is the story? No, you go. I, I literally just want to take mine and go like my experience with this movie. No, and why I think it's different, which is I assume watched it quite a bit as when you were younger, Chris. Presumably, but things weren't as readily available back True. then. True. Yeah. Whenever someone had a VHS. You, you had know, a VHS or a DVD yeah. copy. I missed this when I was a child. This came out when I was seven. Too busy watching Star Trek Troopers. No, over and over again. With that free That surprise, that was it. And I was I, 12, by the way, so you were, you were eight. I was seven or eight, and I yep. went. I remember distinctly going away with my dad for the weekend somewhere, coming back, and Louise, my sister, was like, I want Shrek. Oh. And I was like, the fuck? And I went to mum. I was like, mum, your fucking daughter okay. is talking okay. shit language, language. This is how I, your this sister is your mum, don't you <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have some kind of twin telekinesis thing? No. <laughs> Wait, with my sister? We're twins? <laughs> no, his sister. Three is separate. His sister, just, his sister just had twins. Right, that was it. So I she shot, has telekinesis. Shout out, Louise, to okay, your beautiful okay, baby girls. We can't girls. afford any shout more shout outs. So no more shout outs. We're done. We're done. Oh, but I have one more. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. But I just want to shout out. My sister, <laughs> who is the mother of two beautiful girls, Cora and Isabel now, is. Was went to see Shrek, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" I didn't get to watch it, and my mum's like, "Will you watch it when it comes out?" And I'm like, "No, I'm stubborn, so I refuse to watch it for like years." This does not relate to anything I know about you. I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's like this doesn't check out. Go to the C Max and Tom, see this. Yeah. No way, Tom. How many times can you watch that scene from Starship Troopers? <laughs> Just watch Shrek. No. Anyway, then Hold I on, cut. I input that bit of your episode in Starship Troopers right now. You're going to put like, that in again yeah, right now. Paul Verhoeven was like, I could get naked and so I the DP. And he filmed it with them naked in the room. And so that whole scene, everyone who's in the vicinity of that shot is butt-ass naked. And we're back. And then I don't think I watched it till I was like 12. Basically, maybe a little younger. Almost a grown-up. Basically, so I could What's watch- like four years later? So I could watch Shrek 2. So probably not even that, probably like 10 or 11. I watched it, was like, huh, it's funny. Okay. And I think I've seen it literally once more until I watched it the other night. So Tom- I've seen Shrek a total of three times in my life. This is important. Most people our age, my age, have seen this movie a thousand bazillion times and grew up on it. Yeah. I do not have that experience. I do not have that attachment to this movie. It does not- hit for me. And whose all. fault is that? My mother's! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said yes, you have Lynn. Always taken my mother to task. Marcus, you had a story about That's your right, experience. I'll make it quick. Yeah, yeah so, thank God. One of us has to. <laughs> uh, as a kid growing up, my mum was one of the managers at C-Max Cinemas. So I had, humble, I break. Was, humble, humble break. Humble break. <laughs> so I was one of the... Very good. I was very fortunate and it was a great part of my childhood because Free everyone popcorn. knew me as like the movie kid, right? So they're like, oh, I'm going to get free movies to the cinema, man. And now you're known as the Dan Murphy's kid. Everyone, <laughs> that too. Everyone's hearing the short um, version of this, right? Anyway, the, be- the benefit of not only having mum as one of the managers and spending all my childhood at a cinema, but also then eventually working there for a long period of my, my teenage years. Again, humble I brag. I saw most films before anyone else got to see them. What were some examples? 
Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You didn't fall for it, you piece of shit. Uh, Language, guys, honestly. Also, the Lord of the Rings, humble break. Um, Every Boxing Day. Yeah, I know, right? So they brought in a uh, assistant educator to help with the teacher and they said, you can be the drama guy. So he decided to teach everyone in year six drama. And at that point, no one gave a shit. No one knew what it was or cared. What was interesting, though, was they split everyone up into groups and they said, make up a story. We don't care what. Everyone grab a little character and you're doing something. Here's the setting. Here's what your character does. You say a line or two of dialogue and then that's it. And you'll perform it in front of each other. So it was an exercise, the first one that I'd ever did in my life. And at the time, we sat down in the group and no one had anything in our group. We're all just sitting there staring at each other like, I don't know what to do. Okay. Mm. And I told them about Shrek that I'd watched and no one had seen it. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, what's a good bit in that? And I was like, oh, the best bit's the, the I'm a Believer song. And they're like, well, yes. how does that go? And so I sang it for them. Right? Oh. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, do that. Oh, we're at a concert and you're singing I'm a Believer at the concert. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So someone was like the ticket operator. Two girls were like the fans going to the concert. And that was it. We had little characters. I got up and just fucking spun around and I was like, yeah. And I saw her face. I'm like, bah, 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 I'm a believer. And got off my head. <laughs> yes. And it was well received. So this is the, this is the like beginning peak, of this peak. is the beginning of you becoming an egomaniac. Oh, sorry, Shrek. and an you've actor. been basing your entire life on Neil Diamond ever since. <laughs> Shrek was the confidence builder I needed. Fuck that's yeah. nice. Okay, that's Fuck nice. Yeah. That, that is, is a good. beautiful origin story. That's would my story. Would it qualify as short? It wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> qualify as short. Quite. I think it was shorter than yours. But it, when did you get the adamantium claws? When? Uh, yeah, after what? the concert. Oh, you, fuck yeah. You fought in a lot of wars. <laughs> okay, anyway, so we, Shrek, we, Shrek has a very special place in my heart, right, for not just for what it was as a film. but I've like seen your tattoos. For the time that it was. And I've got a Shrek tattoo on my back. We should talk about. should be in front of your heart. <laughs> <laughs> my heart's on my back. Go. We, he's disformed. We should talk about Mike Myers. Yeah, disformed. Disformed? As in deformed. Shrek in a uniform. He's wearing a uniform. I was formed and now I'm, I've been disformed. I dissed you, <laughs> you loser. No. Go anyway, on. Mike Myers was not the original choice for Shrek. I'm sure we all know this. You but guys most... know it was Ben Affleck. It's crazy. <laughs> God damn it. Frank, you, you tell the story. Matt Damon. The original choice was? Chris Farley yeah. from SNL fame. Uh, Living in Tommy a van dog by, by the, the river. river. Which you can almost see it every time. Every time Shrek does air quotes, is a little homage to Chris uh, Farley because Chris yeah. Farley used to love air quotes in Man by the River. Have you guys listened is. to the original audio recording? I, can, I can't. I can't. It's well, well oh, it, to Chris's. To Chris. Sorry. Chris, oh, sorry, Chris sorry, and Donkey. They like the so exchange Chris, they have when they're, it's late well, at night. Well, for the listener, sorry. For yes, the listener, sorry. Chris Farley did ninety percent of the film in terms of dialogue recording. Had it ready to go, and then. Sadly, took his own life. Tragic story. It would have been hilarious. Well, he There's no doubt. Yep. Allegedly took his own life. Oh, okay. Sure. Who knows? Um, very sad story regardless. Uh, and then Mike Myers steps in to take the role, um, takes over from Chris, does it originally, does the full movie in his native Canadian accent and then comes back and goes, no, you know what? 
should be should be Scottish, should be fat bastard from from Austin Powers. So then, and they're like, "What's that?" He's like, oh, "You know, soon. You, you'll, you'll see <laughs> you'll this. You'll, it, see you'll see. You'll this. get it later." By yeah. the way, Eddie Murphy and Mel B are going to hook up in five years. You'll get it. You'll get it. In the future. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got a, I got a lot of foresight. Um, so then, re-records the movie. Cost them three million, four million. Mike Myers disputes it. He's he's like, I, I came in and I like it's I a couple tried of sessions. To, I tried to match it more. I didn't get paid anymore, which is something that Mike Myers would say. But yeah, apparently, the, the animator the animators might have it might have taken them more time. So therefore, they yes. had to pay the studio, or the studio had to pay the animators yes. more. Surely, Mike Myers at front. There. No the way. T- at no the time, way. Weirdly, this is still Mike Myers as like a. Oh, he's an interesting, funny guy, this is what but he doesn't him- have that. Cl- that's it. Shrek he's- is his money. Like yeah. if he doesn't make Shrek, he's not bajillionaire Mike Myers. He doesn't. So he Austin doesn't Powers make. One is it's a it's a deal. It's ninety nine. Austin mm. Powers One, maybe ninety eight. Even who who knows? We but should find my- out. But yeah, later when we when we talk about it, we will. But like Mike Myers was rich, but not super rich. Yep. And after gotcha. Shrek, he is just gotcha. doesn't have. To, he never has to work again, and he can continue to do the Mike Myers movies that he shouldn't continue to do, which is a shame because he is an incredible talent. Um, Thomas is trying to use the computer <laughs> next to me. It's some sort He's of searching. insane contraption. <laughs> Insert password. Uh, I just yelled, Lucy, one, two, three. I yelled nope, that's Austin not Powers it. into it and it didn't work. No, Austin Powers, the original was 97 <laughs> and then the sequel was 99. Uh, Fallout so Boy is 69. Nope, this is not working. Ah, oh, close. <laughs> we've got Mike Myers. We've got Eddie Murphy, who for my money is better as Mushu in Milan three years earlier. That is a better movie. That it's, is a better character and yeah. a better use of him. That's me. I will agree, but I like, I like him in both. I don't go, well, he's better as Mushu, therefore Donkey sucks. I think I like him as Mushu better because Mushu is a... It's just a great character. It's great writing. And I feel like it's less improv. Better deployment as well. He's not the secondary well, he's character. Going to, he's going to war. Yes. So he's been deployed. That's true. Which is he great. He's deployed. Ah, the great stone dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Awaken. <laughs> and what are you, a sheep? <laughs> he, uh. I he, have not seen that film. Oh. Really? I have not mm, seen Mulan. Absolutely kissed in the mouth. It's get- a really good movie. We should watch it. Kissy, kissy. And Let's then we'll sing the song. It's a better movie, in my opinion, for having songs, for having a... <laughs> I think so. It is. <laughs> Great. Having said that, now all of China knows you're here. <laughs> ah, so you do know it. It's a... It's, so I know the memes. Yes. I know, and that's how language and comes sort back of to you know, social media is conveyed. And that and Shrek is Well, Shrek is now is this, that. this Shrek God. is the internet. There yeah. is like, if you trace all the cords and wires and fucking like cloud interfaces back to one database system, there is just a giant Shrek plushie sitting at the centre <laughs> of half of it. Just like, yeah, this fuels most of the well, internet. We, at work, Marcus and I work uh, together. Loosely, but there's a chat program that all of our staff use called Slack. I'm sure a lot of people know it, but there are emojis you can react to things. A lot of our Slack reaction emojis are Shrek, Fluoro Shreks, <laughs> Shrek dancing, Shrek doing this, uh, doing what? Uh, abu, abu, doing like abu, abu, Fortnite abu. dances and things Shrek like does that? Fortnite dance. Like it's it's this weird P-forces. thing of like Shrek is everywhere. Shrek is. How we communicate at work. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek, you know, is, that is, Shrek is life. It's, and it's um, it's I don't know. It's interesting because 
I grew up on this movie and I loved it and now it has taken a hold of the internet in more ways than any other movie that we that I can pick in the in the last 20 years really has. I would agree with that. Not even yeah. just its iconography, its attitude and its uh, well, its attitude is like F the police, no be, justice, no peace. <laughs> yes, be, you're right. Be because <laughs> our our grandparents, our parents, and us all grew up on the same fairy tales. Yes, the three blind mice, the the, the, the golden goose. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. The first fairy tale you go to is the three blind. I mean, Cinderella's got two. Yeah, Cinderella. In <laughs> Shrek, it it just was. You know, they're in it. They're in it. They're they're very you good. In it. They're very funny too. Um. We all grew up on it, and yeah. for the for the previous two generations, we have grown up on it. So it's always a reference point for the last hundred years of people. Yeah, and so it's easy to parody and draw humor from. And so you can watch this film with your parents and with your grandparents in two thousand and one, and you all find a common humor from. That's it. a really good point. It is. It, it is interesting how these uh, certain tales sit with it. I mean, a lot of them are drawn from Hans Christian Andersen and mm. like the Brothers Grimm mm. and the idea that these started out as sort of cautionary mystical tales that people half actually believed in when they came out mm. but also sort of critical of certain like social systems and hierarchies at play and they were not meant for children. And so they've already undergone a weird sort of flattening to become the fodder for Disney and the fodder for, like, mass production. Well, it's funny how you hear about, for example, in The Office when Dwight Schrute is telling the examples of the fairy tales he grew up with, which Mm. are, and it's often described as the German fairy tales, Mm. are like, we hear about them, like Cinderella, Snow White, but they have different, obviously, German names, but the same concept is there, but the punishment is more extreme. Yes, the, the, the villains are more scary. Are like cutting off their toes in order to, to fit try and fit their yeah. foot in the slipper. As opposed yeah. to just squeezing yes. in it. Yes. Like Disney has gone, well, we can't have any body mutilation. Like, we can't have any- yeah. What's the word? Body, body mutilation. mutilation. Yeah. I was going to say mutification. One of my favourite things is when I work through with my students some of these classic tales and archetypes and one of them is Snow White the original as like written by the Brothers Grimm and it's like, uh, you know, Snow White goes through all the trials and tribulations that you expect from the story that we've heard and blah, 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 blah and they get to the end and there's the old witch queen and, you know, Snow White comes back with the prince and it's all a celebration and they're like, Oh, what do we do with the old witch queen? She has been bad. And they're like, oh, we will have a celebration and we will put hot shoes on her and she will dance till she dies. And it's like, (laughs) what? Puts the shoes on. And that's how that story ends in like the original version. She wears hot shoes till she dies. And it's like, yeah, bring that shit back. I like those old school endings to these really intense Germanic like folk tales. That's why I always wear my Birkenstocks because- Having hot feet is so uncomfortable. I just need good ortho or orthopedic support, you know. Is no one else no one else with because me? Because you I'm, are an old witch queen. I I'm am really glad yeah, you brought this enough. back to close like enough. a cool, like <laughs> yeah. modern modern life. You know what? You can learn a lot from that. You can learn a lot. Don't you dare if you have sore feet, don't you dance. Don't you dance in the town of Footloose. No. <laughs> Do you know what I love is the torture of, have you heard about, <laughs> you heard about the torture of where they put the person in the bull and they light the bull's belly on fire? It's a hot bull. It's a hot bull. That hot bull like, torture. It sounds like bull to me. Marcus, you've been uh, quiet. 
What do you feel about? I'm listening. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> like Frasier, I'm listening. My yeah. favourite scene in Shrek, sorry, to, but I just wanted to bring this up and make sure I said it, is when Shrek, Donkey and Fiona uh, have walked their first, they've had their first day walking and they've been rescued from the dragon. They come back. Fiona goes to sleep in the cave and then Shrek and Donkey are looking at stars. Does everyone remember this scene? Are we all with I me? Do. Yep. Yes, do. thank you, God. Um, <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, comma, God. Anyway, Donkey lays there on his back with his little feet up like up like this for the listener. Little, they're sort of laying on his back and he's got hooves up like this. Mm-hmm. Up like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, know, like I don't know how to describe it. Thank you, Marcus. Like He's like, <laughs> for the listener, I'll do it a bit more just so they know <laughs> what I'm doing. Let, me, just Let me demonstrate. Look how, yeah. look how my hands are. I don't know how to explain it. That is the greatest piece of animation I've ever seen because Donkey is not actually a donkey, right? He's he's portrayed as a dog or a cat or an animal that you'd take home and then he's laying there next to Shrek looking at the stars and he's so endearing and like, curious of what Shrek's going to say and his little hooves are up like this. I don't know how to describe it. He's laying on his back and they're up like this. I think we all get it. Like you know a, what I mean? a cat on their back that has that sort of like paw out front. And I'm going to assume that everyone's seen the movie and knows where I'm talking about. DreamWorks, DreamWorks famously understood what worked and what was appealing about animals. It's like anthropomorph. Anthrop- anthro- Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. It's like. Anthropomorphic. Fuck. What is it? Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. But you're about, yeah, no, no, no. What were you going to say? Well, if you're talking about like anthropomorphic versus like personification and zoomorphic, you're talking about like different things that like either animals are taking on human characteristics or animals mm-hmm. are taking on characteristics mm-hmm. separate from their own mm-hmm. or humans or other objects taking on characteristics that are separate. Oh, similar to animals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or I know what you're talking about. objects taking on Damn it. Like, yep, qualities. I got you. you know what I mean? So you. I suppose there is like you wouldn't say this is an anthropomorphized so much as like a cross zoomorphic thing where it's like two different species where one is he's obviously not a donkey but he becomes a I would say an so. animal that we would take home yes therefore we are endeared to them watching him curl up just to sleep you see cat like behavior almost do you know what I mean well, no, like, it's very dog. cute the dog yeah where he yeah, does yeah. the lap around his little yeah 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 place to sleep look I just think it's a really nice touch because obviously they could just have him laying there but they make the animation along with the voiceover and along with the script makes everything so much more endearing and likeable. Every little moment is, I think, thought out mm. and chosen. I think mm. it's I think it's a really smart film even though it feels like a dumb kid's film that's just it's just a parody of every fairy tale I've ever seen. I don't think that's true. I think it's a lot smarter than we think and that's why it's lasted so long. How did we feel about Cameron Diaz? Yeah, fine. She's wooden... Yeah. Well, is she a little wooden? wooden? I think she was she... meant to be Jan- uh, Janine Garofalo if you read that. Yeah, but her, they were like her voice was too husky and yeah. she was too manly, which yeah. I'm like, I mean, wasn't she the – isn't she the female chef in uh, Ratatouille? She fucking nails that. That's a good call. I don't I'm know. 90th yeah. century, that's her. She's the – Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was in – you know what? She's mostly known to me as a stand-up actress, I, I like or a stand-up comedian. I don't really know what sort of live-action stuff she's done, but she's. I've never been a huge fan of of Janine Garofalo. Her yeah. role in it. 
Cameron Diaz, I mean, sorry. Cameron Diaz is, you know, I think does what the role asks her to do, Sure, you know? Yeah, I think she's fine, but obviously she's shadowed by Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy and then every yeah. other supporting character. Jim Cummings, for example, are we going to speak about him? Oh, we can't stop. Who's the voice of the main guard who's like, guard? where's that donkey? But he's also the voice of the main guard in Aladdin. Uh, yeah, in Aladdin. He's also the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. He's also the Five voice of- Five shillings for the possessed toy. <laughs> That, that guy. guy. Yeah, that guy. I have a story. I was being a bit he's, of a He's the most incredible acclaimed voice actor of all time. I, I have a bit of a story. Yeah, about how about him. of all time? He's very good. Um, I was being terrible. He actually does a lot of stuff for um, like Skyrim and stuff like that as well. He'll just like show up and do that. Um, on my other podcast, I have another podcast called Musical Chairs. Please listen. Cut everyone up. Cut everyone Cut here is a future guest, so they have to leave it on. And on that first episode of that podcast that I do with my co-host Kelly, we talk about the song from The Lion King that Jeremy Irons does, Be Prepared. Oh, and do you know this story? That he only yes, half of course I know this story. That, say again? That he only half sings He only it? sings the first half. His, mm. He got a throat infection and Jim Cummings does the second half mm. and he impersonates Jeremy Irons perfectly. Yes, like, he's incredible. Wow. Jim Cummings is, is the man. Yes. Yeah. An incredible talent. Wow. Very, very good. Jeremy Irons didn't get a f- throat infection. He blew it. He gave himself nodes. Well, there we go. Learn, Jeremy how, to Irons. Learn how to sing. Nodes. Hey, Jude, I learned about those in that singing movie with the cups. So, um, oh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch. <laughs> oh, great shout. So She's turns got out, notes. Uh, oh. Jeremy it's Irons like was just putting on a voice the whole time. That's not actually how he sounds. Yeah, he's actually In like, everything he's done. Well, look, I'll tell you what, I could be a lion, but I don't know if it was soup, you know? That's Jeremy Irons. I don't know what to was tell you. Was that Guy Ritchie directing a that scene? That was Guy Ritchie <laughs> directing Michael Caine <laughs> in The Lion King. Michael Caine. Long live the king. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Jim Cummings is great. Is that what you're saying? Amazing. Yeah. Look, do we? Do I just briefly because I, I don't want to be this guy. Well, you kind of are this are guy. Going, so are you going thing. into I'm the going pantry I'm going, No, I'm going back before you open this pantry. Thank you. Did we not You have it? given this a five point something and yeah. your only argument against it. Yeah. And also, you've been speaking for I an hour. I missed the boat. Cry me a fucking river, uh, Devo. Oh, whoa, 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 how else, whoa, 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 how whoa. else will the boat sail without a river? <laughs> think about it. No, I, I think I thought you were going to come forward with a more compelling argument as to what I might be get wrong with Shrek. Yeah. yeah, or you th- you've said that Eddie Murphy doesn't land for you. That's your only criticism. Hmm. Which, to be fair. Right down the dialogue in this film at Eddie Murphy is 70, 75% of it. Like, so okay. if Eddie Murphy doesn't Right down land, the dialogue of this podcast. And it's mostly me. <laughs> that's you a, are Eddie Murphy. That's a hard, comparison. Uh, that's a hard lesson to learn in real time. That was amazing. It's like I've throw been, in the pal, but if you don't like Tom, you might want to give it a skip. All of us just trying to get a word. We've put in. We've put out some Throw in the Pal episodes with Tom edited. They're seven minutes long. <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. are, there, are, there are two... Release the Snyder Cut. Two <laughs> wonderfully dark scenes in this. Yeah. Oh, um, here we go. Go on. You have Cameron Diaz. She's been rescued from the tower and she is singing. She's enjoying herself oh, for the yeah. first time. And she... <laughs> 
she's she's singing and she explodes this bird, <laughs> which is not actually her, right? Whoever they got, no. to yeah, do no, that yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. And you then you then zoom in on the nest, mm. and the nest fades mm. into, into the pan, and the and the eggs are baking yes. within within three the eggs egg. in the nest, three, three eggs in the wonderful, pan. Wonderful, wonderful. The parents are like ha ha ha, and the kids are like. I don't get it. Yeah. But it's like, it's fine. I'll explain it to you when you're mm. older. You also have uh, the, at the start, of, towards the start of the film, you have the fairy tale creatures being rounded up within Farquaad's domain. Mm-hmm. And you have the mama bear and papa bear in go. one cage, and you have the baby, baby bear, bear in, in a cage. <laughs> this cage is too small, oh, which line. is a wonderful little reference yeah. to Goldilocks in the three. Goldilocks, bears. thank you, please, thank you. You're, you're welcome. Mama Later bear in the and film, the three of them <laughs> in, <laughs> the, the in the shirtless Farquad scene, you have. Mama Bear, she is now the floor rug of his bedroom. Like, that dark. is so dark. It is, it is dark. Should we talk about the soundtrack? Yeah. Please. Can I, I talk about one thing? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say one thing right now. I give up on saying why I hate this movie or just hate. I do not love it as much as other people. There's a lot of different issues. It would take me an hour to get into. It's not for me. It's been an hour. It is what it is. Uh, but there's a thing that lives in me like it it has uh, attached itself to me. There is a thing in this movie I didn't realize oh. when he was when all the fairy tale creatures show up outside Shrek's uh, swamp and they're all like, "Yeah, we got kicked out. Yeah, we did this. Yeah, we did this." And the little pig goes, "He woofed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's my German accent. <laughs> like, that's where that comes from. That is that you. pig is in me. Like, I a hundred percent." Have Frank's now we describe you as our little pig. No, our little pig. That pig is in me. <sighs> That's it. <laughs> um, I think that this movie has had a very bad, weird influence on a lot of the culture that I don't like. Why uh, bad? Uh, okay. Do you mean you mean oversaturation? Yeah. Um, can I can I get into it, or is it going to be too much? Honestly, you better hurry. Do you up. want to give me a time limit? Yeah, go. Okay. Forty seven minutes. Two okay. Minutes. Uh, the, oh. There's four screenwriters for this movie. Two of them are Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, and they're the guys who also wrote the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, or at least one to four of them. One of them wrote the fifth one. As they're well. involved. Yes, absolutely. This is one of the. It's like the 17th highest grossing franchise of all time. The Shrek movies, like four billion dollars, right? This movie was sixty billion dollar budget, made like four hundred stupid amount of money, and then like the sixty Pirates, billion, sixty billion dollar budget. budget for the whole franchise. And the, no, 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 sixty. Sorry, sixty million dollar budget. 400 and something, but $4 billion franchise budget that it's made. And then the Pirates of the Caribbean movie is right next to it. It's made like $4.5 billion. These are movies that I think have been very influential in the way that they use characters that are very snarky and very like aware of their existence within a movie without being all Deadpool about it. These are movies that then influence like the Marvel train and the sort of adjacent Joss Whedon-y like, oh, snarky, you know, we are in dangerous situations where we have to fight for our lives, but like we don't take it seriously. You we shouldn't quit. Seriously. We quip. We, we, quip. we quip. It's fun. It's a good time. I kind of hate it. It doesn't mean I hate every property that's ever come after it. I think Shrek is one of the worst offenders. I think the animation is dog shit. I really don't like looking at these characters. I think you go back to any animated movie from Pixar of the last 30 years and it looks so much better than this. It's embarrassing how terribly this is aged. I do not like this film, mostly 
But when Donkey sings I'm a Believer at the end, there's nothing else I need in my life. Segway to the soundtrack. It's amazing when Eddie Murphy does that. Really, really good. Somebody It's a great soundtrack. Is anyone throwing in the power? I'm not, no. Oh. I no, don't, I'm sitting. I don't like it very much. I think it's a 5.6 at best, 5.7 maybe. It just doesn't. I, as I was watching it, I was like, I'm almost upset to be watching this, but I'm not quite. I think so, this was culturally huge and it changed the game. And, and it, phew, Tell you what, I prefer Shrek 2. One day we'll do no, it. I agree. And I, I, think I do agree. You, we, you talked about it. I think Shrek 2 is a better movie, hmm. definitely. Well, I can't wait to see I'm it. I'm very sorry to everyone that I upset with this opinion, but I don't like it very much. That's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Thank you very much, Marcus. <laughs> it's you, a hard one to You argue. teach me that every day, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, going to be a hard edit. My Let me tell you that word. Much. Listener, what if you've made it this far, the episode was three hours longer than this. Yeah. I had yeah. to cut a lot. Uh, yeah. Sorry. But we had a good time, right? <laughs> We did. I think so. This 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 film this film is is wonderful. Through in the track. Thanks for listening to Throwing the Power. My name is Francis. My name is Thomas. My name is Marcus. And I'm Chris. And this was an episode about Shrek. How are you getting worse? Easily getting worse. Do you know that Shrek is like a romanticization of an old Yiddish word that means fear or fright? I'm not scared of you. Really? Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>